Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Who the hell are you to tell the chop anything? Yeah! He has broken it! And that's the bottom line. I've got the stop on profile like never before. Woo! Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. What's going down, Katie? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about a whole bunch of stuff today. We're going to talk wrestling first, and then we'll talk about what's going on in the NBA playoffs. It is intense. And then we'll talk about the NFL, specifically what's going on with these officials ejecting players for even breathing on them. I don't Don't like these officials. I'm over them. Don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. They're just... You're out of here. They're so sensitive. It's ridiculous. But first, let's start with wrestling, and then we will do the match from the past, and then we'll end this episode with the play of the week. So that's what we're going to do. Kind of break it up into three sections, because we got a lot of questions being like, how are y'all going to do this? I still want my wrestling news, and you are going to get your wrestling news. I promise you. So let us begin with WWE and what some people are calling... Perhaps the worst Raw in the history of Raw, which is saying a lot because Raw is technically, I think, the longest running television show in TV history. Yeah, with like a couple of asterisks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we witness the worst Raw ever, I almost feel like, thank you. It's almost a compliment. You're witnessing history. You are witnessing history. I mean, witnessing JFK get shot was also history. 9-11, short history. <laughs> It was doesn't mean it's good. I'll never forget where I was when I wasted three hours of my life. <laughs> so what the hell? So what is going on with WWE Monday Night Raw? A lot of people, like the chorus for Vince to sort of move on is louder than ever. But I can't even say that this is going to matter because it doesn't matter. No matter how angry people get at Vince McMahon, He does not seem to change, and I don't think he cares. And Vince McMahon, I was talking with my buddy about this. Every single person has a blind spot, and that blind spot is mortality. Vince just, like, at some point, you just got to look in the mirror, be like, I'm 70-something years old. What if I try to retire? And we'll just, and if everything collapses, come back. But just give it a shot. See what would happen with the WWE if Vince just kind of, like Homer Simpson, go into the bushes, have a great time, drink your cocktails, 
Eat your eat your eat your steroids. I don't know what eat they your, eat. Eat your steroids. <laughs> eat your steroids for dinner. Go to the go to a yacht. Have fun and just see, just as an experiment, what would the WWE look like? Because Vince's ideas for the future right now, the biggest idea debuted Monday night, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> big old woof. That's what I like to call it. A big old Wolf. A faction called Retribution. Um, the main dude, all of these people coming up from NXT, which again is why people like Tommaso Ciampa would, said they would rather retire than go to WWE main roster. The main person behind Retribution looks like if Bane, like, I don't know, never... I. I don't even. It looks like it's just a generic Bane. If like, the makeup department took a shit on uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yes, it's like Mom. Dark Knight Rises. That's the one. Uh, Dark Knight something. Uh, sure, it'd be whatever like, it is. If, if you're a kid, and you're like, Mom, I want the Bane toy, and then your mom is just like, I got you the Bane toy, and it's the 99 cent store Bane toy, and it's not called Bane. It's just called Bad Guy, and you get it, and you're like, Well, I'll play with it, but this really is not what I wanted. I have no clue. Who came up with the retribution look? But I think it's safe to say it didn't really work out. It's safe to say that, oh, first of all, this entire show, all three hours, three there hours. was not, there was three hours of primetime <laughs> network television, yeah. which coming from my background is is like the holy grail of the time slot. Like, uh-huh. that's the show that you want your best work to be on. That's the show that you tell your mom and dad, hey, I'm working on a big show, and you want to know how I know it's a big show? Because it's airing during prime time on yeah. network television. Woo! And I have I witnessed uh, a live shitting of the bed on primetime <laughs> network television. And I was shocked. Like, I kept thinking, like, okay, we've all seen bad segments on Raw. Of like, course. We've, we've, it's just like, and full and disclosure, like, sometimes if it's so fully bad, I will say thank you. I actually love how bad that was. Like, it can be so bad, it's great. I, I have no problem with yeah. that. I Yeah, it goes... It goes a full gamut. Full gamut. And my level of like being cheesy or being sympathetic towards cheesy things is extremely high. That's why I think we love pro wrestling. Yes. If you don't like cheesy stuff, you're never going to like pro wrestling. That's the whole damn point. Yeah. It's and 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 there's elements of cheese that are super fun and super funny and dumb and you laugh at them and that's it's just fun. That's wrestling. Perfect. Like fun. when, like, like the Attitude Era. Al Snow. He had a stupid yes. mannequin head, and he called yes. it head, and the audience would say, "Give me head." Euphemism for a blowjob. We all got it. It was super Hilarious. campy, super corny. We get it. But who, boy, did things go sideways on Monday night? Yes, they do, and uh, <laughs> yes, they did. And some former wrestlers or current wrestlers are actually speaking out. Specifically, the big guy. Ryback, and of course, we'll be remiss if we don't do an RIP for Joe Laurinaitis, uh, of course, Animal from Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. Sad reality we live in now. The Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, LOD, yeah. both of them, Animal and Hawk, have now passed on. And Joe Laurinaitis, thank you for all the entertainment that you provided us. And uh, every single kid wanted shoulder pads with spikes. Every oh. kid. Yeah, they were so cool. They're freaking like I awesome. I still want shoulder pads with spikes. Yeah, I think that we need them, and I wish that the NFL would actually adopt that. Maybe now that The Rock has control of the XFL, shoulder pads with spikes. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy with it. So R.I.P. 
uh, animal from the Legion of Doom. Thanks for the memories. Anyway, back to uh, the big guy, Ryback. He went in on Vince McMahon this week, like to the point where he wished death upon him, which is like not like usually when people do a shoot interview, though, they don't like be like, oh, when the when he's dead, the world will be better. Like usually they don't go quite that far. Right. He's 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 since he left WWE and I think he lives in Vegas now, he's kind of found a sweet spot of a of a little a little uh, uh, edge lordy, if you will. Is he go? He's going in a, in a muscular cornet route, perhaps. Yeah, he's on like the edge lord side of things. I'm sure he's a good dude. He certainly knows how to structure his meal plan. That's for sure. I'm not sure he's a good dude at all. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm not going to say I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. But this is what he had to say uh, regarding uh, Vince McMahon. He, ca- he This is what he said. He said, I simply think if AEW does the opposite of what WWE has done since Vince Jr. came along, they will take over as number one. Robak continues, Vince's days are numbered and the ship is slowly sinking. I believe in selling for good. It might mean slightly less profits, but it's all for the best. That's that's crazy talk. Like Vince McMahon would ever sell. The, like stop it. Vin- oh my God, Vince would- is what that is. Yeah, that is never. <laughs> Vince will. No, honestly, that is cold dead hands. You can take it from my cold dead hands. Oh yeah. And even then, I don't think we could peel the WWE away. Pretty sure he's going to be scheduling matches in the grave. Oh yeah, you know that he has like a, a posthumous uh, 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 raw lineup already. Yes, it's all coming together. So obviously some people were upset about Wait, that. On second thought, no he doesn't because he makes up the show right before it airs. Well, maybe that'll actually lead to good programming. Perhaps he has like 10 years of perfect scripted content and he's like, upon my death, this is released and it is going to be the greatest wrestling ever and then all of us will have to eat our own feet yeah. for saying anything bad about 100%. the genius that is Vince McMahon. So some people were like, hey Ryback, maybe you shouldn't wish death upon Vince McMahon. You know, he has been around the wrestling business his entire life. You could argue he made it the global success that it is. Yeah. But he deserves credit where credit is due. Oh, absolutely. And of course, you know, the thing with Vince, I watch all the documentaries on the network and everything. The dude, you know, the the cliche is he will never ask you to do something that he would not do himself. And I do believe that that's true. Because he loves fart jokes. He loves his fart jokes. He has made a series of wrestlers kick kisses took us. He yeah. he always somehow writes an angle where it's like I'm gonna get my butt kiss. I'm gonna get my butt kiss today. Like I think it's horny, and maybe Linda needs to stop working with the Trump campaign. Go back home, kiss that tushy. I don't know. Whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to do. But for example, when Shawn Michaels came out, I believe it was WrestleMania, maybe ten, maybe th- uh, yeah, maybe ten. When he came, when he uh, descended from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So Sean was very worried about that. And in Vince's credit, to Vince's credit, Vince is like, ah, I'll do it and you can do it. I'll, I'll show you. And he got up there and he descended from the heavens and went into the ring. So Vince does do the things that he asks other people to do. Of course, Vince makes a hell of a lot more money than a lot of other people for yeah. doing the same thing. But, you know, anyway. I mean, he did. Did you see the the WrestleMania behind the behind the music WrestleMania, whatever it was oh, called? Oh, it was so uh, where good. Where he where Vince went off the the little uh, the thing with Gronkowski. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Gronkowski was going off the little p- podium. 
And then Vince just did it. And to be fair, everyone was, was like, <gasps> guys, what's no, everyone stop him. And meanwhile, I'm like, do it. Yeah, just do it. You're going to be it. fine. I mean, honestly, Vince, fine. Vince is one of those guys. I have a feeling he already he has somebody tied, not tied, but he has somebody in a hospital bed right now that is just there for him to harvest their organs. Like he's going to be one of those guys on his fourth. He's going to have like a Dick Cheney, like third, third act where he's just like, this is my eighth heart. This is actually Owen's heart. This is why we had to kill him. Like it's going to be something. But anyway, this is what Ryback had to say on Twitter after people were like, okay, I agree with you. And some people were like, I don't agree with you. So uh, this dude responded to Ryback saying, yeah, Vince had a few good albums. Now his records don't sell and he has lost the pulse and the insight of the world he once had. And I think that's actually in the, the fan yeah, uh, here. His name is I Derek, Derek Hol- Holyove. Um, that's actually that's a that's a fairly respectable sentiment and a great analogy and a great analogy. But then, of course, Ryback's response was it was always the talent. He just created a platform as a human circus that he modified from his father. The guy is a piece of shit. I can't stress this enough. World would be a better place when he passes. This isn't wishing death, but just stating opinion, I believe, to be true. That's, that's, you're basically wishing death. I, I think feel like so. that's a basic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty safe to say that he is wishing death upon Vince McMahon um, because he did. So, Look, I think Vince McMahon is going to be Vince is going to Vince, right? Vince is going to Vince. And you're just going to have to work with it if you want to be a WWE. And that is the sad reality. And and shows like last Monday's show, which I don't know if you saw the 24/7 uh segment, yeah. but <laughs> but there involves a shark. It involves I did watch truth that yesterday. flopping around in the water. And what was funny is like I was watching it. I love truth. I, I do too. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is funny. Like I almost thought it was funny. And then it went on for like five minutes too long. And then it got to the point where I didn't even know what the story was. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous. When we're talking about Tazawa getting eaten by a shark, I didn't know what the story <laughs> was anymore. I was like, wait, yeah. so is, is our truth just holding a trash bag or is those his clothes? Like I was so confused. I was like, what is going on? Who are the people in the background? What is happening? Why yeah. is there? Why are we at the beach? Why is there a shark? I, and I just found myself asking so many questions, and then I realized I'm, I'm, I'm really overthinking this segment. Clearly, well, I'm overthinking it. But also, if it's a segment about a, somebody getting eaten by a shark, right? Okay, fine. I kind of like it. I'm in. Sure. It can't be. I mean, the Bible stupid. did it right with a whale. Sure. Why not? Uh, but but to not be able to even produce that to make sense to just a general audience right. like what i was so well, you know what <laughs> it is I was, like, I was mad at myself for being like i don't get it it's because we are watching the fever dream of someone with dementia there's no, it really is like talking to somebody who are like man i love you so much but you know the brain is going a little bit and you're just like i don't know what to say and then you smile Every, and you it's nod. the elephant in the room yeah, that's really what it was, because I also have no idea, like literally cliche, they jumped the shark. Okay, you got, you got it, right? Um, but I didn't know either, because I, I watched. you were like, did you see it? And I was like, I watched most of it, but I, mean, I think I might have missed that. So I went back and I watched it, and um, it felt like Billy Madison after he went on that massive diatribe. <laughs> it felt like a fever dream. Yeah, and then the guy is like, um, because of that, we were all dumber. We, yep. uh, you, get, you get an F, <laughs> like, like whatever. I was like... I don't know if I needed to. I think I might have kicked out like some kind of some important piece of information is no longer in my brain. 
yeah. because that is taking over that spot. And I think the the crazy part is that if you follow, and this is I, this is such a broad thing to say, but if you follow storyline and wrestling, the previous week there was a there was they they broke up or the, the last few weeks they've broken up some tag teams that were back together on this show with no real explanation. Um, Peyton Royce was in a match with Oscar for kind of like out of nowhere. And by the way, the crazy part was is even I thought this was like a throwaway show, and then I remembered, oh shit, there's a fucking pay per view on Sunday. Like this is the go home yes. show for Clash of Champions, okay. and where all stories were basically kind of turned on their head. I was confused. I'm just watching it, going like, I don't even know what matches I'm supposed to look forward to, with the exception of Roman Reigns and, and Jey Uso. So, like, what are we doing? As bad as Raw was. SmackDown, it was obviously, it wasn't like, SmackDown wasn't so good that it was like, ah, screw how bad Raw was. But I have to say, uh, Jey Uso in the ring, by himself, cutting a promo, I'm here for it. I'm happy that he's getting the- good. I thought it was great. I thought that he, uh, it was definitely, this is without a doubt the biggest storyline in Jey Uso's career. Without a doubt. Going against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the class of champ uh, at the clash of champions. Obviously, they are truly related. So I loved that their family members came in. Rikishi was there. All the old Samoan greats were talking, and I love the storyline. I love the family message. I love Roman being like, "I was always the better one." You need Jimmy. It's got to be you and the Usos. You can never stand alone. You've never been beating me. It is as a younger brother. It's classic. Like younger. I mean, obviously they're cousins, but like younger brother always getting beat by the older the brother. Guy, yeah, little yeah, guy. Yeah. And I am here for Jay and Roman. I actually think this match is going to be great because it's Roman. It's the only one on the card that I'm interested in. Well, I think, path. yeah, we talked about the card last week. I mean, obviously yeah. you're going to see some some good matches. I'm excited to see what happens with the Intercontinental title. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. But with Jay and Ro- with Roman, they are ha- they're going to have something to prove. And I think that Roman, because he truly obviously loves his family, he wants to put Jay over. I think this yeah. match could be really special. And bold Ben Kissel prediction. It's possible Jay Uso holds up that universal title at the end. That would be fun. It That'd would be, be incredible. Fun. Because you think about you think about Roman. Who's he gonna drop to? Right? Like I you know, now that he's with Paul Heyman. And maybe this is a storyline that could continue on all the way in, you know, what do we have coming up? Survivor Series, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jay Uso ends up winning the Universal Championship, I think the universe, uh, literally, the WWE universe, I think that they would be really excited. And I think a little it, shot in the arm. It would be a little shot in the arm. And it reminds me, and maybe this is maybe this is not the right comparison. But you look at how hard Jay has been working for what, ten years? Mm-hmm. He's been around. Dude's been around for a minute. Yeah. It almost reminds me of a Daniel Bryan. Oh. In the sense that if he would win, Mm -hmm. and if there was an audience, and they're doing better with the Thunderdome, by the way. I like the way that they're sort of like scaling it back a little bit. And like, and the people, I think that the people that are on camera finally realized it's a TV show. Yeah, they had to work out some kinks, but I think they got it it all dialed in for the most part. Yeah, it seems like the I believe last week, oh, on Raw, actually, on Raw. 
was the first show that they didn't have to boot or like ban anybody. Wow! Um, and I, my joke was, well, that's because nobody was watching. Whoa! But it turns out the Katie. ratings are actually decent. The ratings are decent. So that's I even more sad. Rescind, <laughs> I rescind my my low my low jab. Wow! Wow, Katie, yes, queen, you're very very good. <laughs> because nobody was watching, but they were apparently. So I, I guess I I'm the asshole. So Jay versus Roman, that's the match I'm excited about. And that's crazy to say because I haven't said that about a Roman match, not even to diss him again, but it's just the the, the constant pushing. It's like, okay, I got it. Thank you, Vince. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's like my mother at dinner where it's like, you got to finish your plate and you're like, you're giving me an eating disorder. <laughs> um. So Jay versus Roman, that is going to be a great match. And I could see Mr. Jey Uso as the universal champion and that would just be absolutely incredible they also teased a little bray wyatt action i think on on smackdown where alexa bliss uh yep you know flipped in the middle of the ring and kind of went crazy on lacey evans which i was totally here for i also don't know why lacey evans is a heel again but whatever i'll that's a for a whole other show i think it makes sense i uh, it doesn't i didn't make sense if you think about how she's a, if she's she's a white lady yeah and then she's all weird. No, she was she's, like, but she, I know, uh, I feel like she's not, she's not a, she's not, it doesn't work for me. It's not working for me. Okay. But I did feel that like she almost has a little bit of a Trish element to her. Uh, oh, yeah. If she wasn't such a, if she wasn't, I don't know, if they're, if they, they're forcing the heel too much on her. If she, she like. would have a Trish thing about her if she was forced to get stripped at the end of every match because you go back and you watch the also early, and like oh every single woman's match, you'd be like, I know. that was a competent match, and it's like, and now you're going to get go. each other naked. Yeah, now oh, you're, you wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> um, how did you feel, how did you feel about Retribution, not to leave this on the table? The group? Yeah, I don't know why they're there. Um, <laughs> according so, and, and apparently, nor does Chris Jericho. This is what Chris Jericho. Uh, no one th- knows. This is what T Bar at Retribution had to say on Twitter. He says, "How do? Why do they have contracts?" He says, um, "This is Dave Dave Lagreca on Twitter says so. Retribution has signed a contract with WWE. Really, this makes sense? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Help me here. And this is what Retribution had to say. He says. WWE offered us contracts because it was financially cheaper than all of the security guards we kept injuring. We signed the contracts to pay for our hired guns to do our dirty work. Our goal is to destroy our current employer, WWE. Fun fact about that tweet is they turned the comments off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the comments was just Chris Jericho's quote tweeting me like, huh? I don't know what it means. And I don't know... No one knows. Know. My it's answer like, is I don't believe they're going to be here on Monday. That's my answer when it comes to retribution. Why give them you already have such awesome talent in NXT. You bring them up, you rebrand them, and you put masks on them, and I you name know. one of them Slapjack. And I am oh my not God. joking. It really is like oh T-bar, God. Slapjack and Mace. Um it reminds me of so the Stone Cold doc is which is amazing. I think it's called because Stone Cold said so or something like that. Um, he's talking about the names that the writers came up for him. It was like Mister McFreeze, like like uh, they were because he was like I want to be like the Ice Man, like Stone Cold, you know, like yeah. and, Well, obviously he came up with Stone Cold or his wife did, um, and he was like that's perfect. Um, but the I like Mister McFreeze, like these names, Mace, Slapjack, 
and Tibor. That's those are the first names. You the can. writers need to be fi- fired, but like publicly. And I need to like they need to be called out on Monday Night Raw, and they just need to be flogged. Can we do public floggings? Who's responsible are they getting paid? Get out of here! That is the dumbest thing I have ever. They they might as well be writing for Bill Maher because it's that is how like, bad these this writing is. I and what and here's the other thing: if you want, okay, I'm fine with a gang of bad guys coming in sure. and running roughshod over everybody. I mean, we, it's you not like we haven't seen that before, it. though. Yeah, you, we're not reinventing the wheel. This isn't a story we've never heard before. We've all seen it. Uh, why Why with the detail? Why with the extra detail? We don't need it. It's a simple story. It's not rocket science. We're not idiots. I feel, we can see what's I, happening. Bad guys are coming into the ring. I think the word stretch has been used like a thousand <laughs> times in the writer's book. Stretch it out. Just stretch that stretch out. Stretch it out. We Man. know what they're doing. They're called retribution. They're wearing masks. I have a feeling they're bad guys. What? God. If one of them came out as like transgender, I'd be like, great. Now we have a story. That cool. sounds wonderful. Is anybody interesting? Does anyone have a story? Even if someone came Slap out in a freaking mega hat, I'd be like, Slap okay. What's your, what's your story? What's your, what's your story, Flapjack? Were you named Flapjack? Is your first name Flap and your last name Jack? Were your parents two trucks that managed to squirt out a child? Why is your name Flapjack? What does it have to do with anything? The names are so bad, and I actually feel horrible for the performers because yeah. this is your shot. And it's okay. And again, you know, you look at Glenn Jacobs. He became Kane. His first character was the remake of Diesel, one of the worst ideas ever. So it's not like the nail in the coffin for these guys' career. Mm-hmm. But what a shitty way to start! And it makes luckily me- they're all in masks, so they can go do reinvent characters elsewhere. Thank God they're not being seen. But it makes me think: Do the wrestlers, when they get called up in the main roster, no longer have any say? I feel like it used to be a little bit more collaborative. Yeah. Even with, when it comes to John Cena, I was watching the Ruthless Aggression docuseries. And, you know, when when John Cena officially was announced, he was just kind of this bland dude. No one really knew what to do with him. Great in-ring wrestler. Everyone's like, yeah, he's got the body of a god. He was about to get his ass cut. And it just mm-hmm. magically happened that Stephanie overheard him rapping. She was like, you can do that. And he did it. And then you had a character where he dressed like Vanilla Ice and gave him a reason to rap. And then yada, yada, yada. And the story goes on. I just feel like if you're Retribution, was there no pushback? And that's, of course, the irony, because they're supposed to be taking over WWE. If you're the dude behind Flapjack, can you just be like, but what if we go with something different? And there's just maybe just, I don't know what, there are so many names. Volcanic ass. What would we call ourselves? The volcanic ass. And I, and I just and I oh I'm always eating beans. I would rather see a person with a fart as a finisher than somebody <laughs> named Slapjack or Flapjack. It just seems so. I mean, it is. I do feel bad for them because it's so generic that it's clearly plug and play. And I have um, a feeling that it was. I mean, I don't know this, and this is all speculation, and I haven't talked to anybody there, but. It feels like it's plug and play, and if you didn't want to do it, or if you kick back, or if you copped an attitude, you were you're not thankful to be there. Yeah. And how dare you? And we're just gonna get somebody else to do it. Exactly. So that's like, so what are you? What are you gonna do as a performer? Are you gonna stand your ground and your creative whatever, and not get a shot and see if you can do something with it? And yeah. if you can't, you can't. So like, I just feel bad. I feel bad I for do these too. guys. 
it sucks. That's the problem when you monopolize an entire industry. Thank God for AEW. But that's the problem when you monopolize an entire industry where you no longer need to respect your performers. You know that there's yeah. hundreds and hundreds of others that can wear a mask and be called Flapjack and go into the ring and look like they are, you know, completely and utterly stupid. Somebody asked what your what your uh, retribution name would be. My retribution name? Ooh, maybe um, the Grumbler. <laughs> the Big Grumbles. That would be me every morning. I have to wake, like, the storyline would be like, you got to wake up at 5 a.m. And be like, oh, God this shit so I like to sleep I like to sleep and you'd be like that's the grumbler there every match go. would have to be before 6am and, then and you're grumpy you're just and I would mad. actually be good then because I would actually get upset and if I win I get to go back to bed Look, I, <laughs> but if I lose what? I have to stay We're up all day here. I'm not I'm not even joking this is WWE quality we are on to something don't wake up the grumbler he ain't gonna be happy shh He's sleeping. Yes, indeed. And of course, you talk about, Katie, you talk about Vince taking his revenge on anyone who doesn't show up for work, which, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But Sami Zayn, apparently, the oh. reason he wasn't on TV, and I don't know if this is kayfabe or not. Maybe you know more than I do. I'm sure you do. Apparently, AJ Styles said Sami Zayn, it was not punishment for him not showing up because of COVID. Of course, they stripped him of his intercontinental belt. But he was saying it's because he just had a kid. So it was like oh. paternity leave, oh, which maybe is true, or maybe it's just a way to cover up sort of bad business practices. But that was one of the explanations given. Uh, this is what he had to say. Style says, he hasn't been doing anything from what I hear. He's a brand new father. He goes on to say, when your wife starts getting getting big, so do you. You eat right with her because, and you can talk about this. He says, when your wife starts getting big, so do you. You eat right with her because you don't want to make her feel bad. So you just gobble it right up beside her. I did not have that experience. <laughs> I also was on a super strict diet, so I had less one. I had a very, I didn't have a very fun pregnancy. Yeah, because you didn't freaking gain any weight and you still ran your 5Ks because you're a psychopath and you didn't take the opportunity <laughs> to get morbidly obese. No, I didn't. I really didn't have it. I only gained, I gained like 22 pounds, I think, total. I know. It's. An, I'm like mad at you. I'm upset with you. I gained more than you did just because of quarantine. And you had an entire child inside of you. He goes on to say, whatever she eats, we'll eat together. Listen, Sammy has probably been rubbing her feet because when you're pregnant, he hasn't been doing nothing but rubbing feet and eating, which I guess is actually very sweet. I love this burn. What a great burn. <laughs> I don't eat, but of course, AJ Styles, that classic picture of he and his wife, he's got kids, so I guess he knows you eat. What she eats and you rub them feet and uh, I guess that's being a good uh, a good husband, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I will say as much as I'm shitting on Raw and less less on SmackDown, but uh, I absolutely live to see Sami Zayn and AJ Styles in the. Oh, room. I can't they wait! Are, and they are so good. They're so fun to watch. They're it's just a, it is a, it's a legitimate like PWG dream match. I think it's going to be a fun card. I really do. And again, before we get to match from the past, uh Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, we've already seen it, but we'll see it again. Universal Championship Roman uh versus Jay Uso, the Intercontinental Champion Jeff Hardy versus AJ versus Sami Zayn in a ladder match. I'm crossing myself as I say that because I do not want Jeff Hardy to die. How many more ladder matches can Jeff Hardy have? I I don't even want to see the Swanton dive off the top. I just mm -mm. don't die. It's not fun anymore. He's it's yeah, it is brutal. 
Um, so hopefully that match ends uh, with everyone being safe, not to be an old man. But they are all old men in the ring, especially Jeff. So just please, God, be be safe. Uh, SmackDown Championship, of course, that's Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Women's Tag Team Champion Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Universal, uh, and of course, the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. And Asuka versus Selena Vega for the Raw Women's Championship. That could be very interesting. Sure. And the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Cesara and Shinzako Nakamura versus Lucha House Party. And I actually like what they're doing with Lucha House Party right now. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of uh, friction within the group. And by just in-ring wrestling talent, they're one of the best that WWE has. They're fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun to watch. very, very fun. So that is Clash of the Champions. That is going to be this Sunday, the 27th of September. Check it out. Should be a good time. And let's get to match from the past. Katie, what are we thinking? We have match of the past, Starcade, nineteen eighty nine, in honor of fallen road warriors against uh, oh. the Steiner brothers, Starcade, nineteen eighty nine. Well, I think nobody's going to dispute, despite the fact that all these men are strong, Animal is the strongest man in the ring. And he's now working on Scott Steiner with that bear hug. The thought being, I think the Steiners are so unorthodox and they've got so many of these amateur moves that they've converted to professional use. Slow these guys down, take their breath away, and take it to more of a fight that the Road Warriors are used to. of doom versus the steiner brothers i i would say the heyday of tag team wrestling in many ways it was yeah and it's such a fun weird it's such a fun weird match and it's so dated i love it it's it's great you know what i love about watching the old matches 
Less is more. And this is what the old timers always say to the new guys. Yeah. Less is more. But I kind of like it when there's like Less is more four big moves. You're Kenny Omega. Yeah, of course, unless you can actually do it. Like, I cannot watch. Like, if you go back and watch, like, the iconic matches, even, like, Macho versus Hulk Hogan or Hogan versus Andre the Giant, like, Ted DiBiase, like, some of those matches, I'm just like, I can't. It's way, like, what's going on? I don't know why the audience is freaking out. A bear hug for five minutes and the audience is popping. I'm like. It's just all selling. It really is selling. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Well, speaking of selling, let's talk about the NBA. We have a lot to get to on that topic. Um, What's going on with the Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics? That series is now three to two. And of course, we have the Western Conference Finals, Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. That series is as of right now, three to one. So let's just speculate. NBA Finals. Who do you think is going to come out of the East? Who do you think is going to come out of the West? You're looking at Boston versus Miami. Obviously, Miami went up 2-0. Boston is scrappy. They're coming back. That's the thing is Boston's been scrappy this entire series. Yes. Like, they – and I didn't – I'm not – I just – I'm from Florida. I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and I know that doesn't make any sense when we're talking about championships. No, I'm a Knicks <laughs> fan, so it really doesn't matter at all. So, I haven't I mean, had like, an NBA team for 20 years. Yeah. It, uh, you know, I just kind of get – I just assume I'm going to be sad every, you know – come the finals. Um, but I, I think Miami is going to just put the Celtics to bed. I am with you. I think that Jimmy Butler is one of the greatest comeback stories of the year. So when Jimmy Butler was with the 76ers, a lot of people were like, oh, he's a bad teammate. But I think in reality, Jimmy Butler was just like, y'all suck. And I kind of want to win. And he goes to yeah. Miami. You got Spolstra over there. Uh, Pat Riley still, you know, has it. He knows how to be a leader. He's a great president. Pat Riley may be the greatest coach or one of the greatest coaches of yeah. all time. The Miami head, Miami's head coach, he's been there before. He knows what to do. Obviously, he won two rings with LeBron and D. Wade. I think he's got Jimmy Butler focused. I think the entire squad is super focused. Butler is coming out. Robinson is playing hard. And I don't sleep on what Jimmy Butler is doing. Then, of course, on the other side, you got Boston, you got Tatum, you got Kemba Walker. You have a solid-ass core. The Miami Heat, they're led by head coach Eric. Oh, my God, and Katie and I are horrible with this guy's last name because it sounds like a sweetener, but it doesn't coach have Eric no... Coach Eric with a K. Okay, it's Co- we're just going to go with Coach Eric. That's going to be when we talk about... It's Spolarestra. Spolarestra. Spolarestra? Either way, he's a great head coach, okay? Uh, He has the Miami Heat playing amazing. A lot of confidence. Don't forget, who did the Miami Heat beat 
to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That, of course, was the Milwaukee Bucks, by record, the best team in the NBA, led by maybe the best defensive player in the NBA and the MVP, the MVP of the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So they already beat on paper what is the best team in the NBA going into the Eastern Conference Finals. You really don't get more momentum than that. Those first two games, they had Boston on the ropes. Uh, It was close. Tatum was showing up. Uh, Gordon Hayward was showing up. Of course, you can never sleep on Jalen Brown with the Boston Celtics. Watching these teams, I think with the leadership of Jimmy Butler, who is one of these guys who does not have to put up 30, if Jimmy gets you 20, that's a great game for him. But you see the way he facilitates, and I think that is why the Miami Heat as a squad seem to have come together. you got Jay Crowder out there popping threes like nobody's business. You have a squad that believes that they can win, and I don't quite see the same in Boston. Boston seems to me like a series of players who are phenomenal and if given the chance to shine, they will. But you look at what happened with Jason Tatum when he went uh, scoreless in the first half of, uh, of game four. If that happens, they're totally screwed and it didn't seem like the team knew how to how to balance out okay, our boy is not doing that good right now. Obviously, he went on to score, I think, 28 in the, in the second half, so he still got right. his points and he still had a hell of a run. And, uh, of course, Boston uh, made a very competitive game out of it. But it seems like Miami, they pick up the slack for each other, and it's a better team as a whole. And I think that is a testament to Jimmy Butler and his style of basketball. I mean, you look at Dragic, who uh, was supposed to be the star of the Miami Heat. He's allowing himself to not be – he's not a role player per se, but, you know, he's – they are really allowing the team to shine, and I think that that is the most important aspect of the Miami Heat. I think the thing that I've that just from my perspective with Boston is that they've they've been I don't want to say playing from behind, but they've been uh, they 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 see they see their chance slipping away, and they push to uh, they push to to. In that final quarter, they kind of come back, right? So, yes. uh, but, and and it's just, and it is, you're right, it's a scrappy game. It was a scrappy game for Boston. It's been a scrappy series for Boston. Yes. And they've, and they've, they've, they've almost lost so many times. Uh, but I just don't think that that's going to get them to, I don't think that's going to win this series for them. You know what's so interesting? If you have a chance to watch, uh, I think this is on HBO. It's it, they. It's interviews with a bunch of coaches and kind of going through coaches' strategies. And there's a great one with Doc Rivers, and he talks about when he was I the head coach with Boston. Love Doc Rivers, Doc and I know that that is a controversial statement as an LA resident right now. I I love him. It, the players still got to play. But one of the things that he mentioned, speaking of teams coming together, was this term Ubuntu, which is a basically a saying that is we're all together and as a collective we will win. As an individual, we will we will lose. This is sort of what 
this was the moniker, this was the message they used in Boston to get KG on the same page, Ray Allen on the same page, and of course, uh, you know, the man in Boston history, Paul Pierce, one of the greatest Boston Celtics of all time. It was Paul Pierce's squad. And all of a sudden, you got these two other egos coming in. I love Kevin Garnett, one of my favorite players of all time. KG. And, and, the, t- and the term that Doc Rivers used was Mbutu, which means a quality that includes the essential human virtues, compassion, and humanity. It's a South African term, and it was one of those great sort of uh, – it really brought the entire team together. It was what the Boston Celtics – this was 2008. Uh, this is what they used – as their methodology, the three peat days. The, yeah, this was this was what they used to like make sure we're together as a team. Put your egos aside. That's the only way we're gonna win. And I feel Mbutu. If you want to know who's exercising that the best right now, it is the Miami Heat. And I say that uh, across, well, not across the board because I can also see it in Denver and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, of course, they have an uphill battle going against the Los Angeles oh, Lakers. Oh yeah, I think I'm the game. I have the game on as we speak. I think LeBron's going to put that to bed. But check out this term because it is, you know, it really is an interesting kind of concept, and it's interesting to see how coaches are able to bring all of these people together and make mm-hmm. them a team. Because this is not college. This is not high school. These are grown ass men. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are multimillionaires, and the problem with having a bunch of talent if you're a head coach is how do you get all of them to meld together Mm -hmm. and not just you know kind of do what Boston does not in a negative way but they just again don't seem quite as cohesive it's Tatum it's Brown Hayward will get a shot every now and again Taco Fall my man Taco Fall Taco Miami Heat are playing as a unit and Boston is playing as individuals who are doing great on their own but I have yet to see them really come together, which is why I'm saying the Miami Heat end up going to the NBA Finals for the first time since D-Wade and LeBron have left. And if that's the case, Miami will be happy as hell. Uh, Obviously, it really doesn't matter that this takes place in Florida. Uh, There is no home court advantage or home state advantage. But I feel like between Boston and the Heat, If they are going against the Lakers, which we can assume that they are, and we can talk about Denver here in a second, Miami is going to at least get one or two wins against the Lakers. And if they play as a team as they can, hey, you know what? I have no freaking idea. Anything can happen in the NBA, which is why the NBA playoffs are so amazing. I I just, it's my favorite. This is my favorite time of year, even though it's in now what month are we in september i don't even freaking know anymore <laughs> it's also something to be pointed out that the celtics uh had a giant blow up in their locker room so i but think you know i actually the best you know i actually have no problem with that of course that's marcus morris i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of energy out there with the with the celtics i heard about that the reporter was like there was yelling in the locker room and then and then Morris stormed out and everyone was Mar- mad. Uh, Marcus that's, Smart, right? Marcus Smart. And that's what's supposed to happen. They lost. What would you rather have them doing? Popping champagne and having a good time like they're J.R. Smith every Thursday? You, no, you yeah. want to be upset. 
And and sometimes, and I am a firm believer that if the, if there is tension on a team or in a relationship or in a work atmosphere, get it out. It is best to get it out. And if you need to yell and scream and and punch something, don't punch anyone else or whatever. No. Get your anger out. Get it out. Get it get out. Get it over with. Rip the bandaid off and then move on. And I feel like that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, but at the same time, it's the worst possible time for that to happen is when you're in 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 the hunt. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why a lot of people were were uh, skeptical that that was a healthy thing for the Celtics right. to do. I am fine with it. I also think we cannot cannot underestimate how much stress this quarantine bubble has been on these players now. Yeah, these dudes have been there for what sixty days. It's a long time. Yeah, it's been insane. There, I mean, I would be going crazy. So there's just stress on stress. And then obviously on Abe Lincoln's top hat, we'll, we talk more of the social issues. But the NBA right. doing so much with the social issues. And there's, so, there's just so much uh, exhaustion uh, in so many different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you combine that with COVID. And then you combine that with the NBA bubble. And then and you combine, combine that with that losing. With, and... And and the bubble started as uh, it was crazy, but it was all you know, it was all everyone the teams was there. together. Yeah. Everyone was together, and it was like this summer camp, right? And now that we're down to four teams, we there's no one else left at camp. There's yep. no one else there, so that also kind of sucks. You're just kind of walking around in this sad this sad Disney resort that's supposed to be awesome, and it's just you and. Everyone that you've been staring at for the last 60 days. It's like the freaking Shining. At some point, you're just going to start seeing twins. Really and you're going to be like, are the Antetokounmpo brothers still here? Because all yeah. I do is see twins and a bunch of blood flying out of this elevator. Um, and again, <laughs> Ubuntu, just take this term to heart. It means, again, it means I am because you are. And I feel like um, that is exactly what uh, the Miami Heat are playing like so. Let's go to the West real quick here. Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers. When it comes to stories, Denver Nuggets are an incredible freaking NBA story. Jokic oh. and freaking uh, Jamal Murray. This whole squad down 3-1 to one in, bo- in both the first round and the second round. And today, uh, they came back. They beat the Clippers. Nobody saw this freaking happening. This team was not supposed to be where they are right now. And stars are being born right in front of our eyes. So you got to love what Denver's doing. I mean, the storybook would be for them to win. Yes. Uh, But you can't look. Well, LeBron LeBron has a way of changing. Yeah. He's not going to like it's. We've seen him do this time and time again over his entire career. When he's when he's up against the wall, he's not going to lose. He's going to turn. I don't sleep on him. He's going to turn it on, and he's going to find a way to win, regardless of whether he's having an on night or not. This is the thing with LeBron James. He is Magic Johnson meets Pistol Pete Maravich uh, (laughs) meets, like, I mean, Charles Barkley. He is so huge, but he's another dude who likes to facilitate. You look at his stat lines, and I'm like, this guy's got 11 assists. 10 rebounds, uh, you know, and usually around 25. Triple double after triple double. Triple double after triple double, which I love. That's some of the criticism LeBron gets is that he doesn't take the last shot. He gives the ball away too much. Again, it's a team game. LeBron is 35 years old. In NBA years, he's about 38 because he's played in every freaking finals or Mm -hmm. damn near ever won for the past decade. You just can never underestimate LeBron James, and I still believe he's underestimated. You You look at that Cleveland squad he won the championship with, he won the championship with the team when he left. 
I think they had 27 wins. They didn't even make the playoffs. Like, that's how good this dude is. And then you add in Anthony Davis, who really underperformed with the Pelicans. And Dwight Howard, which I I am not a Dwight Howard fan, and I haven't been I like that purple hair. Orlando. Uh, but look, Dwight Howard's talented. And he, he's, look, he has a reputation that I'm sure is... We all we all know well, Dwight think, Howard's reputation. What was the reputation? He just he it was difficult, but the team was losing. He, he's difficult, and he's he's just. I mean, in Orlando, he was great, right? That was the right. early the start of his career. He fucking killed it for Orlando. It was amazing to watch. I got to watch Orlando and the Lakers uh, in a playoff game in Orlando at home. That was awesome. and win. It was yeah. so much fun. It was great for Orlando. Uh, and when he left and he bounced around, it was kind of like good riddance from us anyway. Um, and he bounced around. He went to the Clippers. He's been in. He's been in Houston. I think at one point he went to where he's been. He's I, he's I, been around the world. He's been around. Like yeah. I don't know every team he's played for. Um, but it, look, he's difficult. He's arrogant, and he and he can be a bit of a dick. When you got uh, shoulders like that, you can be a bit of a dick, though, can't you? The fact that he started now with the Lakers, though. He's at the Lakers now. And, and he's it, starting and for the first the time. That's the franchise. That's the NBA franchise. That's the one that everybody wants to play for at some point in their career uh, because it's legacy. No matter what turmoil was in his past, all will be forgiven. As yeah. they and parade, now he's under, look, if they and win. now he's he he's he's you know he's under uh, the wing of LeBron James, and he's right where he wants to be, and he's he's playing well with the team, so I can't hate him. When it comes to the Lakers, I do believe they're going to end up in the NBA Finals. I think Denver's mm-hmm. miracle story ends, uh, which is sad, but their future is bright as hell. Murray has proven himself to be a star. As a matter of fact, he's going to be a massive part or the whole and part fun basically. To watch. Like, he's so fun, fun to, watch. to watch. In our in our uh in our um uh, play of the week segment here, he is unbelievable. Jokic has also come out as a star, a dude who is being compared uh to Dirk Nowinski. Mm-hmm. You can see like the, like Jokic does just not look like the typical NBA player and he is taking shots off the wrong foot with the wrong freaking hand. Fading away <laughs> from a horrible spot on the court, and, and he is making it look it. like a freaking layup. So the dude is next level. But when it comes to the Lakers, I don't know. I think they they just have so much talent. Rajon Rondo, he's been there before, speaking to the Boston Celtics. And, of course, they also have one of my favorite goofballs, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, of course, the man. I'm surprised LeBron can ever speak with him again after what he did uh, during the finals. What was that, two years ago or last year? Mm. J.R. Smith, this is my prediction. J.R. Smith has one moment in the NBA finals that redeems himself. He's going to have one big shot. I I know it's going to happen. And it's going to be like this little bizarre undercurrent story arc with J.R. Smith. Or he like drops his pants and takes a dump. I don't know. It could go either way. Or he falls over and it's like totally comical and it's like I had some Hennessy, whatever it might be. But I believe that he is going to have one redeeming moment in the NBA Finals and it's going to come at a massive point. And that is my prediction uh, for okay. uh, for that series. I like that. I'm, I'm there for that. Yes. So NBA Finals predictions: Lakers versus Miami. And I then, think that's. Uh, we'll just I mean, cover that's it. The, the sad thing is that we don't have like a hot take here. I feel like this is it's kind it's it's gonna this is gonna most likely be the scenario that we see unless there is a storybook game, which in that case I'm here for. 
I'm here for a jaw-dropping moment because I love to th- I love to throw a wrench in things. If I had to say who has a better chance of having an upset here, I would say Boston beating the Heat, and then we would see Boston Lakers, which you know that would be an iconic franchise versus franchise moment. Yeah. Obviously, Boston I don't think is at their peak as a franchise, but if they make it, they make it. Denver, I just you know, hey, it's I'm been, I'm rooting for them. It's but been you're adorable. It's been good. You did good. You did good. I I just if LeBron James wins a championship with the Lakers, uh, that'll make four. That'll make three teams. It'll be the first time that ever happened. Of course, a lot of people were saying Kawhi Leonard was going to do that with the Clippers oh, and sort of Kawhi. surpass LeBron. Love Kawhi, funny guy, very quiet. Um, if he does win a championship, he's got four rings, three different teams, making it to eight straight finals. I don't know. I If you don't put him in your top three of all time, I, I just I, I think you're sleeping on LeBron. I really do. I, I think he's been underrated, I, and it's crazy to say. The pressure has been on him since he was freaking 16 years old, mm-hmm. and the way that he responds and the way that he has continued to play, 35 years old? Woo. I mean, uh, we grew up with, he's our generation's basketball star. Oh, like, without a our, doubt. He's our superstar. He's our, I mean, it, like, obviously we saw Jordan play when we were younger, but yes. we grew up with LeBron. I Michael Jordan was the bane of my existence. As a New York Knicks fan, I found him to be very mean and very rude. <laughs> and I didn't like what he did. I really yeah, did Yeah, he's not. the worst. Oh, he was, <laughs> I think by the worst, you mean the best. And that's what, really what the problem is. And I, didn't, yeah. I didn't like that. I mean, and, and also, like, LeBron was easy to hate in, and not that long ago. He was real easy to hate. Why did people... Okay, why? Because I know, when I he know, left... I he, know, okay. Yeah, when he left Cleveland and went but to Miami... But that wasn't on LeBron. fucking press conference. No, that, that wasn't on LeBron. That was his freaking made, agent being like, I got a great idea, LeBron. LeBron, it was like, what, gonna, 27 yeah. years old? That wasn't... Right, that was not on his... It wasn't his best, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> but that made him easy to hate, and he was cocky. He was, he was, he was the best and he, player and he in the world. Been, in in hindsight, yes, he absolutely should have been. But he was too young, and he was too good to be that cocky. He should have been, and that's what that's what the haters will say. I didn't like him because I didn't like the press conference, and I also hated Miami. Uh, so that's you fine. Know. You know, again. Not to uh, not to be too fanboy here. So now I'm on. I'm on. No, I know. Team LeBron. But it was because people in Cleveland loved him so much, and then they were burning his jerseys. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, it's not the biggest deal. I mean, it is a big deal. But when he came back and got them a ring, I'm you're like, welcome. You you're welcome. And he, not just to talk about the uh, on court action, but off court, LeBron James does amazing work. So He's, I do love. I, like you can't. I feel like, like I said, we've grown up with him. We saw him make dumb mistakes and dumb choices as a superstar and one of the most talented people in the spotlight as in our generation. And now he's like turning it all. He's giving it all back. He's doing. He's on the right side of history. He is different in the way that he plays compared to a Kobe, compared to a Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously Jordan. Um, he is a little bit less. He, I understand that people complain he is a little, a little less cutthroat, seeming. He seems a little less cutthroat. Heart. 
Yeah. It seems like it. And he also complains but, a little bit more than Michael did. Um, but don't forget, like, you know, the Jordan rules were literally like beat up Michael. Okay, that was the first three championships. <laughs> the second three championships, the, like, you know, Jordan could literally be like, hey, ref, he touched me. And the ref would be like, really, Mike? And then they'd be like, we better call a foul. So Jordan got away with some stuff too, okay? Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say... Yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Um, anyway, let's move on before we get to the play of the week. Let's talk about the NFL. Uh, go Pack Go. Nice. You know my feelings on that. But just because we've already been chatting for so long, just lastly, let's just talk about one topic in the NFL, and we'll bring up some some scores, and uh, we'll talk about um, what's happening with divisions You know, as the weeks go on here because the NFL season is just beginning. But one of the things that has been annoying me about NFL football this year the officials, and I know this is like to- totally cliche, but I swear to God, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we live in a world now where there's going to be like, let's say it's a home game, it's the Packers versus the Lions. There's going to be people wearing their cheese heads. There's going to be a few people wearing Lions jerseys, and then there's going to be a group of fans just dressed as referees because they're there to see them play. The refs need to realize that they are not suited up. Nobody cares what they think. Do your freaking job. Shut the fuck up and let these people play. And I'm talking wow. about this specifically when it comes to what happened on Thursday Night Football. Miami Dolphins versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Left tackle Cam Robinson was rejected after there was a pile on. There was a fumble. You know what happens in these pylons. People are, you know, scratching each other's eyes. Back in the day, they used to just grab buttholes and, and, and balls, but I don't think they do that anymore. As a woman who has never played a tackle sport. Oh, well, I played hockey, but that's not a tackle. I mean, that's well, a contact sport, but it's not tackle. You get hurt. Um, I had no idea what happens at the bottom of these piles until I started watching football. I had no clue that, like, of course that would happen. Of course you would figure out a way to get the ball yeah you have to get the ball so this dude he's reacting the official comes up from behind him he doesn't see who it is he just sees a hand he puts his arms up like hey can you not freaking touch me please and all of a sudden the official he got very sensitive and the official says you're out of here don't even think about touching me and i'm not going to bring in exterior social issues but there is but, something <laughs> to officials being like don't even think about breathing on me you're going to be ejected these officials are so egotistical most of them are freaking lawyers and the way that they call some of these games has a great impact on the outcome and as a football fan and as someone who respects how much work these players and coaches put in to prep every single week just don't ruin the sport 
for the fans. And nobody wants to see the officials. No one wants to see a flag. They did the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys game. No Cowboys fan whatsoever. They called a pass interference that made zero sense out of nowhere. Of course, we can look no further when it comes to bad officiating. Not at last year's Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl prior, where it was the Patriots versus the Rams with a no call against uh, the Chiefs, P.I. And then, of course, you had the horrible roughing the passer call uh, that allowed the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. There, at some point, at some point, there's going to be a Donahue, Donahue-like scandal in the NFL. Donahue, of course, was the ref in the NBA that got busted for cheating and trying to shave points. At some point, you look at some of these calls, the PIs that don't exist or the PIs that do and they don't call, and you get the feeling something nefarious might be going on. I mean, well, if now's the, tam- now's the season to do it if they're going to do it. If you're going to throw a season or you're going to throw games, might as well do it when no one's watching. This is the difference between commissioners. Roger Goodell and Adam Silver. Adam Silver, of course, the NBA commissioner who I think has done an outstanding job. He learned so much from uh, David Stern. Roger Goodell is completely out of touch with his employees Mm -hmm. who are the players. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that now play out when it comes to the boardroom decisions that are being made regarding refs and rules. We have Mm -hmm. this whole side game going on now where all of the announcers, now they cut to an in-studio ref who breaks down what the refs are doing. It's Mm -hmm. like this inside game. You got the challenges, but they're still not impacting the game in a positive way because so many times the refs will just simply go with the bad call just to just because they made it. and they, Because no one likes being wrong. Nobody likes being wrong. And again, these refs are more egotistical than you can imagine. Roger Goodell has done a horrible job as commissioner when it comes to on the field. He's done a great job when it comes to expanding the brand. But mm-hmm. unlike Adam Silver, you look at the NBA, maybe the smoothest game it's ever been. Yes, I would like to see more aggression and those kinds of things. But you just can't argue NBA basketball yeah, is gorgeous. I mean, they've had some. I mean, you. There is a couple of calls in the NBA. This just in this Ooh. in the bubble that were like, oh shit, you can't even you you can't even look at someone the wrong way right now, which well, is fine. I'm fine with that because also the thing about NBA, not to derail too much, but like you can get some gnarly hits on that look smooth in the NBA. Yeah. Whereas football, if you hit, you fucking get hit. There's no hiding it. There's no camera angles to duck behind. And of uh, course, and, and yeah. of course, you know, Goodell just desperately trying to make football seem as if it's not a contact sport. It is. People are going to get hit. Mm-hmm. A lot of these penalty calls are, they're fine in hindsight, um, but it's not like the injury or the hit did not happen. We're also right. seeing a few more injuries, I think, because there hasn't been a preseason. So That's maybe the in the past, thing. maybe two games of preseason. But I mean, the injuries right now, you're really seeing the effects of either of the, of no preseason and a short uh, practice season. Like these guys are getting hurt. I'm like genuinely concerned that like if uh, if the refs don't do their job better, more people will wind up getting hurt. If that makes any sense, it's possible, and I think we are definitely learning that uh, maybe a little a little preseason action might not uh, might not hurt when it comes to conditioning. But of course, COVID is a this whole year. I think it's safe to say has been a little bit wonky. And just lastly with the NFL, let's go into some of the NFL standings. The AFC East 
This is a surprise. Buffalo 2-0, and I'm actually happy for the folks of Buffalo. I think that squad you know is what? really solid. I think Allen's a great quarterback. So I'm always going to root for Buffalo. Why not? I mean, this division is like... First of all, they live in Buffalo. That sad. already sucks. Hard. Second of all, you came so close so many times in a row. You know, you deserve one. I'm always going to root for Buffalo. My favorite thing, I think it was Marcellus Wiley was talking about being in Buffalo, and he's like, literally, Friday nights, you, you got to go. It's Applebee's, or there was like, <laughs> like, there's just not a lot. So, yeah, people of Buffalo, I want you to be, uh, you got you you to have happy. some joy. And, of course, the AFC East is full of uh, one big scumbag team. The New England Patriots, of course, if you're a Patriots fan, that's just fine as well. Cam the man, don't sleep on Cam. Look. I think that uh, this team is going to be really good, and I actually am here for the Cam Newton redemption story. I don't think they did him right in Carolina. I really no. don't. I think they disrespected him, and they just— But you can't bring in a rookie quarterback and expect them to uh, carry the entire franchise for that long. Like and he, it's just, and you don't really do anything to facilitate his needs. Exactly, he needs support. He needs a team. And yes, he's a little crazy, and he's fashionable, and like you can shit all over his like personality off the field. Sure, whatever. But like at the end of the day, the kid's a talented player. Yes, he, he is. needs to be somewhere that can cultivate his talents. And as much as everyone hates uh, the Patriots, like he. I think this is a good move. I think, I think he's so be, too. I think you're going to see him work. And if you look at the game that they lost, of course, New England Patriots are one and one. Buffalo ahead of the division of the AFC East at two and zero. Oh. They were very close to beating the Seattle Seahawks. It yeah. was just a bad call at the goal line. They went to the well one too many times. Of course, just kind of a QB sneak up there or a QB draw. Don't sleep on Cam. The Patriots. If Give you're a Pats chance. fan. I think the future is bright, definitely brighter than Tampa Bay when it comes to Tom Brady, who is definitely looking all of his age. So AFC East, Buffalo number one, two and zero, oh, New England one and one, Miami one and two. Miami was able able to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is pretty exciting, and of course the lowly Jets at zero oh and two. And the, I am sorry, Jets deserve free counseling. If I was the president, I would say federal <laughs> law. If you're a Jets fan, you do get free universal health care. Like they. <laughs> are so devastated constantly. I feel horrible for them. It's uh, tough to be a Jets fan. It really does. But it looks like the AFC East is no longer owned by the New England Patriots, but we will Which, see. congratulations. That, congrats, of That's course. That's something to look forward to, even if, you know, you know, you are you know, in the AFC East. Hey, man, Buffalo, it's a fun place to be now. Of course, who doesn't yeah. love a good chicken wing? AFC North, Baltimore ahead of the division at 2-0. Uh, Lamar playing all it's just perfect man I love Lamar you don't like Lamar I don't I, I just don't like Baltimore I'm a Pittsburgh fan oh well that's <laughs> fine Katie you see you're being biased you're like I a Supreme Court try. justice I'm gonna try I'm gonna have to get rid of it I'm gonna work on it Lamar Jackson absolutely thriving Baltimore 2-0 and Pittsburgh 2-0 and let's go Cleveland 1-1 one and one. I don't know what's gonna happen with Cleveland it looks like Beckham might be getting uh, shipped out of there I feel bad for Cleveland, but also I think the future, it's not bright, but it's not totally dark. It's uh, dusk. It's dusk. Yes, it's 5.30. It's 5.30. With a beautiful sunset. With a beautiful sunset. We'll see what Cleveland can do. And, of course, Cincinnati at 0-2. AFC South, Tennessee, number one, 2-0, followed by Indy, Jacksonville, and Houston. Houston made some massive, uh, massive mistakes 
in the offseason. I don't know what Coach Bill O'Brien was thinking, getting rid of Hopkins. Um, I, I don't know what they did. I honestly have no clue why the Houston Texans made the offseason moves that they did. Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He has nobody. Uh, and I, I don't know. I have no clue why, why they decided to blow up that squad from last year because mm. I think they were super solid and they didn't build. They decided to regress. So that is, of course, why they are last right now in the AFC South at 0-2. And, of course, the AFC West, Kansas City 2-0, which Kansas City's playing amazing. Uh, and the Raiders, I think a bit of a surprise at 2-0. Uh, looks like Mr. Carr has some things going on. The Raiders, man, I got to say, I was at a sports bar, the Thirsty Merchant. They were playing the Saints. The Raiders won. Raiders fans, they're really, they're really into it. And, and they call a lot of people motherfuckers. Here's the thing, though. They said motherfucker I will a lot. Say, yeah, I, but people are scared of Raiders fans. But really, I think that Raiders fans are just, they just are soft little I think you're wrong. I think you're actually pads. wrong. I watched a documentary on them. They're very, very rough and mean. They'll, get, they'll kick your ass. I would not, I mean, honestly, I would wear an opposing jersey in any stadium other than the Raiders stadium. Here's the thing. Okay, I don't, I again, wouldn't do it. Don't want to derail too much, but I had a better experience in a Raiders uh, in a Raiders game as a Steelers fan as I did than I did at a San Francisco game uh, as a Steelers fan. Just so we're well, clear, they were I much mean, nicer to me uh, at the Raiders game. Well, that's really that's a beautiful testament to how amazing your personality is. <laughs> if you are looking at fandom. The Raiders fans, that is why it was so sad they got out of Oakland. And that was another thing that, man, that shit just breaks my heart. It's the same thing with the Chargers. And this is one of the problems. You know, with the Chargers, the reason that they ended up here in Los Angeles is because the city council rejected a bill that would basically charge each person who bought a ticket to go see the Chargers an extra dollar so that they would uh, pay for the stadium. So They needed the, to pay for the stadium. They needed Did to pay for the stadium. stadium? It, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a dark hole. And then the owner was like, all right, block. I'm taking my ball and going home. Something similar happened uh, with the Vegas Raiders. and uh, But, you know, I was in Vegas recently. That stadium is unbelievable, it's and I would love to dope. go see a game there. Uh, so they, and same thing with the L.A. Stadium. L.A. Stadium is dope. Yes, and speaking of the Chargers, they are now at 1-1, one one, Denver 0-2. All right, let's go to the NFC. NFC East, Washington 1-1, one one, the Dallas Cowboys at 1-1. One one. Always disappointing, aren't they? New York Giants 0-2, oh Philly 0-2. Oh oh, uh, NFC East is just not the greatest division in football at this point, and I believe it's still just the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. I don't know what they're going to settle on. I predict, I, I would say... The Warhogs. I don't mind the Washington football team. Well, it's very soccer esque, which is technically yes. football, but uh, but like I, I'm kind of used to it. I like their colors. Like I get it. I think it's a vast improvement from uh, slurring <laughs> a questionable team name around. All right, NFC North: Green Bay Packers go back, go two and zero. Chicago two and zero. Detroit and Minnesota both at zero and two. Uh, NFC North is going to be a great division. You got to watch that. NFC South, uh, New Orleans one on one. New Orleans one on one. Tampa Bay one on one. Atlanta zero and two. Carolina zero and two. NFC West, Arizona two and zero to a surprise of many many people. Kyler Murray, he has done what people wanted him to do. Take that next step uh, from his rookie year. Kyler Murray is looking incredible. He's so tiny, but he just like he just so good. I don't. He's like so cute out there because you're like, is he a player or is he a fan? What's going on? 
Of course, Arizona 2 and 0, the Rams 2 and 0, Seattle 2 and 0, and San Francisco 1 and 1. The NFC West might be the toughest division in football right now. It really could be. Um that's that's four solid Jared solid Dawson ass teams. Jared had to play some football. Yes. All right, everyone. So that's some of the uh, that's some of the breakdown of what's going on in the NFL. We're going to continue to talk about sports. Obviously, this is kind of almost feels like a brand new show in some ways. So we're still figuring, you know, figuring it all out. But Bear think, with us. Go easy on us. Well, you don't have you can do whatever you want. Go all you can get all <laughs> hard for us. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. But let's do the play of the week. This week's play of the week? Jamal Murray's layup in game four. Woo! And you say layup, but it's like layup is like such an understatement. This is like saying the like... No, he. this was calculated from the half court. It was insane on LeBron James. One of the most beautiful plays you will ever see. It's already being compared to Michael Jordan. Jamal Murray, man, what a, what a come out this has been in the NBA playoffs. Thank goodness we got a whistle because we got to see this. Murray is attacking. Look at him. Go up. No, I'm not going to talk. Not going to use with my left, but the English off the glass. When Murray is attacking off of the pick and roll, this team is dangerous. We know about Joker and his passing ability, but Murray loosens up the defense for everyone else, and he's a great finisher. And by the way, he can find an open man on that penetration too. Do you know, great how, play. Do you know how many people are going to compare that to Michael, Jordan? That yeah. Michael Jordan. I, saying, I wanted to say that. I, I, I am interesting to. I'm interested to see in like five years how uh, the stats compared from in the bubble to uh, like normal, normal post or pre-COVID era. Oh my God! This this whole era, this whole year is going to be broken down scientifically by every freaking angle. I, yeah. it'll be I, I can't wait to hear about it that'll be nice I, I'm excited yeah. to learn about it yeah 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 not live it not to live it alright everyone there it is the play of the week thank you all so much for listening to Kind of Fun hope you enjoyed this episode we're gonna be with you every single week so tell your friends tell your family um, that you know if, you, if you're a person who doesn't really listen to sports or like sports or wrestling now you can ha- now you can talk to your uncle and you can say, oh, yeah, Jamal Murray is very good. We're here as a gateway. We'll just yes. be a gateway. We're a bridge. We're a bridge bringing families together. Isn't yeah. that powerful? Oh, did you see that Tom Brady news? Wow, wow. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Turns out he's old. Although he did look much better, much better in game two. Game one was, again, maybe preseason. Maybe a couple of preseason. Let's games. unpack. Let's let's unpack Tom Brady next week. Next week. Okay, that sounds great. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.